1: Life with Chris and Tatum. We're picking back up where we left off last week. <laughs> Talking about the nine blind spots of failure.
0: You know, I hate driving. And when I'm driving, there's somebody in my blind spot.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And like I've tried to change lanes and yeah. I'm like I almost hit them.
1: And you know, they have a really cool feature now on some of your newer cars.
0: We were riding in a car that my friend would let us borrow when we yeah, were in Niger it Falls. This, yep. It was like this really cool, uh, it was like It was a, it was Tahoe, a Tahoe, Tahoe. Yeah. And my seat vibrated.
1: <laughs> was that when someone was in your blind spot when or you I, like the, went over the lane? No,
0: whenever they were in, you know, in an area a blind spot. You're, if like they were on my right-hand side, rear. my right cheek would vibrate. When I'm on the crazy? left one, the, the <laughs> left side would vibrate.
1: Well, <laughs> We're here to, <laughs> to not talk <laughs> only about vibrating chairs in your car <laughs> when you have someone in your blind spot, but... We are going to talk about blind spots today and just continue where we left off last week. Yeah,
0: because week. when you don't know um, what... What your when, blind spots when, are. Yeah, when you're not aware of it, yeah. you're going to continually fail again Just mess and up again. again and again. And yep. last week, if you didn't uh, listen, please go back and listen. We talked about the first four of these nine, and we talked, number one, about poor people skills. Mm-hmm. People matter.
1: We have to value them. They we have don't to need know to that you really people. care. We don't need to
0: people. We need to value people. And you cannot... Um, you you cannot secretly in your mind think that somebody is not valuable, and at the same time communicate that you are valuable externally. Yeah. you have to. You have They're going to
1: gonna read through that. That's what we're saying. You have to really care. You have to really value them, um, because people's skills matter.
0: They really they do. help us succeed. Number two is uh, a negative attitude.
1: Yep, we can't have a negative attitude. You need
0: to check up from the neck up. <laughs> And you know, choices lead; feelings follow. And so, we need to have the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus. We talked about an unforgiving attitude, and a complaining attitude, and a disrespectful attitude. The next one we talked about that is a blind spot for a lot of people is that you are you got a bad fit. You you yeah. you got the wrong size shoe on your foot.
1: That's right. Maybe you're doing something, working in a specific um, line of work, or in the wrong. Lane to get your college degree, and it's not really what you want. Like, whatever it is, don't be afraid to check the seat that you're sitting in and see is this actually where I need to be? Is this the right fit for where I'm going in life? And what makes you have joy, or is it driving you nuts? And what can you do to change it? Yeah,
0: evaluate yourself and your situation. And if there's a poor fit, you're going to need to make a change and do that with wisdom. Yeah. Okay.
1: But don't keep doing what you hate doing for the next 25 years. I mean, why?
0: Here's the here's the uh, the last one we dealt with, and that is a lack of focus. And uh, bad things happen when, to people when they when they lack broken focus, lack yeah. Focus, and we addressed all kinds of time uh, wasters today. Well, let's pick up on the next one, and that is a weak commitment. Wow. Boy, this one will cause failure in your life. <laughs> so let me just say it like this: It seems like you know, as I, you know, I've been around in ministry now for 24, uh, 25 years now I've been, uh, been in ministry full time. And it just seems like there used to be a time that apathy was cool or it'd be cool to kind of just, you know, but, but effort and commitment seem to be coming back in style. <laughs> and, and that's good because without commitment, you can't accomplish anything yeah. of value. John Wesley said this, he said, give me 100 men who love nothing but God and hate nothing but evil and know nothing but Jesus Christ and I will change the world.
1: That's incredible to think about. And I, I think um, style or not, like effort and commitment, the to itiveness to do what you've said you were going to do or to do what you know God's called you to do, Um, man, far, (laughs) far outlast feelings is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, they they asked Harrison Ford. He's this famous actor. He was in Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that. They asked him, I said, man, what is one of the big keys to your success? Mm -hmm. He said, it's the simple law of attrition. Them that stuck to it are them that won.
1: Is he the one who said that? Uh huh. Okay, I've heard that quote before. Yeah, he said just didn't
0: quit, and he he went on to talk about this. Where you know, it's that he stuck to acting, where a Mm -hmm. lot of guys they gave up and they started doing other things or whatever. He said, "I the the simple law of attrition, erosion. Yeah, because I stuck to it. Yeah, I'm the one that." That was able to, to, mm. to rise above. In 1914, Sir Ernest Shackleton set out on an expedition to cross Antarctica. He placed an ad in the newspaper for five men to join him in being the first to cross. The ad said this, and I quote, All I can promise you is deathly temperatures, hunger, exhaustion, and possible death. Would you like to take a guess at how many applicants he got? He didn't get five. Five he didn't get 20, not even 100. He got 50,000 men. That's
1: crazy. Why?
0: Because I think that we're living in a culture right now more than ever before. There are people more than ever before that they are wanting to live for something that is greater than themselves and a weak commitment will undermine your success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it it goes against the grain of culture like you're saying
0: it's even how god made us yeah god made you and i to be conquerors
1: yeah and he made us with a desire within our own heart within our spirits to for we're like eternal beings right so we're meant to live forever we will live forever somewhere you have that desire to keep going um
0: you know somebody said it like this that we are not um spiritual beings having, uh, we we are not earth beings having a temporary spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. We are spirit beings having a temporary earth experience.
1: I love that because it's the truth. It just helps us to shift perspective to see it that way sometimes. You know, when
0: when you become a person of um, commitment rather than convenience, Mm -hmm. you become a person that is filled with vision and passion and energy saying, hey, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And that's who you are. If you're listening today, I want you to realize that God has got gold on the inside of you. There's greatness on the inside of you. And he's never called you to be somebody that is weak in your commitment. Mm-hmm. Listen, the last time you failed, did you stop trying because you failed? Or did you or did you fail because you stopped trying?
1: That's a good question for all of us.
0: What was your level of commitment? Yeah. Did, did you give the task at hand everything that you had? Did you go the extra mile? Did you put enough of yourself on the line to guarantee that you would give your very best? You know, I think about that when I get up to speak every single week in every one of the services. I think, give your best.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Give your give your absolute best.
1: I was just going to mention, because I think... Um... Sometimes we can out talk ourselves of think of thinking the that what we do, if I'm a person listening to you talk today, Chris, because you speak every week and you do impact uh, thousands of people by what you have to say. I can almost hear people thinking or saying to themselves, yeah, but what I do doesn't like matter that much or doesn't make a difference that much but i th- I think that's where we miss it. I think that's where we uh, allow or allowing that cultural mindset that isn't um doesn't reflect Christ and doesn't reflect this representation of being the best and all that he's called us to be is by not thinking that what you're doing matters much and it and and it does i mean that's like believing that lie so um just for for those of you who might be listening who who are like in the grind of raising families and you're thinking like i'm not at work i'm not i don't i don't have a salary coming in cuz i'm I'm at home like taking care of babies and potty training and mopping the floor and you're doing don't dismiss or undervalue the difference that you're making the the family that you're shaping those kids that are going to be kingdom builders one day they're going to lead others they're going to point people to Christ they're going to they're the next generation of Christians so don't believe that what you're doing just because it looks different than what maybe Chris is doing or I'm doing or your neighbor is that it doesn't have importance. Those of you who are teachers, man, you're shaping our generation, you're speaking life where where there is oftentimes death, whether it's emotionally or mentally or in homes or you know what I'm saying? You all have a purpose. You all there's a reason that you're here and whether you feel that your career is has that or not, it's a, it's up to us to see it. Like
0: yeah, whatever the purpose is that God has on your life. So I know the purpose that God has given me. Whatever the purpose is for you.
1: Be committed. Be
0: com- Don't have a weak commitment. Yeah. Give it, Give it everything all. you've got. Yep. If you're going to do it, do it with passion. Do it with commitment. Do, do it, it with, with excellence. Fight. Uh, and that's me. I'm more of a fighter. And Tatum's the one that just now gave that such a, a sweet encouragement to, to so many people. But uh, I think the bottom line is um, commitment makes you capable of failing forward until yes. you reach your goals. Yeah,
1: because you're gonna fail. Just get up and try again. Just get up and do it again. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure is when you completely stop and when you lack the commitment and just quit. Failure isn't messing up. Failure's not like it just means not trying again. Yeah. Failure is when keep, you don't try again. Just keep trying.
0: Yeah. Keep trying. May be a person that is of strong commitment. And you're gonna find that you're gonna find victory not failure. You'll find success. Yes. Here's the second one that I give you today. It's actually number six. I think so. And that is an unwillingness to change. <laughs> this is huge. When you have this fight on the inside of you to say, well, I'm not going to change.
1: Or we can't do it different. That's, I think, a, a, a mindset that a lot of us- well, This
0: is how we've always yeah, done it. So this is how we got to continue to do it. Yeah.
1: Man, we're that's how we fail. That's a blind spot. We have to be willing. Um,
0: the, mo- the most relentless enemy of achievement, personal growth, and success is inflexibility. Hmm. See, there are some people that they are so in love with the past, they can't even deal with the present.
1: Yeah. But you're here in the present, living in it.
0: <laughs> and the fact that you are learning right now on this podcast— tells me that you are a person of change, yeah. that you are wanting to grow. You're wanting to think different and to really excel in your own life, in your marriage, your family, your business. In fact, uh, not long ago, I had a friend, he sent me this. Uh, he, he emailed me. He said, these are the top 10 strategies for dealing with a dead horse. <laughs> and I thought that, I thought it was hilarious. He said, here's the top 10. Number one, buy a stronger whip. Number two, change riders. Number three, appoint a committee to study the horse. (laughs) Appoint a team to revive the horse. Number next, send out a memo declaring the horse isn't really dead. How about this one? Hire an expensive consultant to to find the real problem. Harness several dead horses together for increased speed and efficiency. Rewrite the standard definition of a live horse. Declare the horse to be better, faster, cheaper when dead. Promote the horse to, <laughs> the to a supervi- supervisory position.
1: Oh gosh, L- let's not. But that's what people do.
0: Listen, I, I think all of those. Yeah. Um, people, we've all done those in real life. Where we've uh, we've tried to give new solutions to a dead.
1: Yeah, something that simply just doesn't work anymore. There's only
0: one effective way to deal with a dead horse. And that's when the horse is dead, you dismount. Yeah. You get off. Uh, Bruce Barton said this, when you're through changing, you're through.
1: That's a good one.
0: When you're through changing, you're through.
1: I never want to get to the place. I think being married to you, it's going to be hard for me to get to this place because you're such a person of change just personally. I'm sharing a little touch right here. You're great. Chris anticipates change and looks forward to it. In most cases, you're like excited about it, and I tend to have more of a personality that I like things to be consistent. I like them to stay they are because I where they are because of the comfortability of it. That's just it's kind of more my nature than your nature, but be, the Lord knows being married to you has helped me in that way. Be stretched and be willing to do things that I would have never done on my own, just because of how I'm wired. But I never want to get to a place in life where, whether that be because of age or because of hurt and pain that I don't that I'm not willing to change or be accepting of doing things a different way. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think we have where God has planted us in this generation in this time, to live here on the earth in this day and age, we don't change the truth of who God is and the Word of God. But when I think about being open to something that is unfamiliar to me in a way, in the context of church or reaching people or whatever, God help us if we're not willing to, to change some of our old ways. Am I making sense?
0: You're making total sense. And you know, so let me relate this to the ministry world. Right now, the churches that are growing in America, which it's very, very uh, slim, especially after COVID, post COVID, mm-hmm. uh, are those that are saying we need to try new, new methods, mm-hmm. new ways. We don't, we don't ever walk away from. Um, uh, we have new methods. But,
1: the message but is but the, the message same. never changes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but, but we, we tr- have to we're be innovative met- methods. But the churches that are not growing, which is by and large, they're telling me right now, it's like ninety-five percent of churches. Wow. That are trying to get back to where they 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 have the mindset that says we want to go back to the way that things were. Yeah, and we're never. And that's a recipe for disaster we're never going and back. death.
1: Yeah, you can't.
0: That's a recipe for failure. It's
1: a new world, like we can't. And the world will never be the same, Listen, so we have to change.
0: You don't have to love change to be successful, but you're going to need to be willing to accept it.
1: Which is, yeah, that's me.
0: <laughs> change is a catalyst for personal growth. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I heard somebody say once. They said the only person that loves change is a baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a dirty diaper. <laughs> that's it.
0: Listen, if you get if you get out of your rut, it gives you a fresh start. It ev- it 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 affords you an opportunity to reevaluate your direction mm-hmm. but if you resist change you're actually resisting success let me say that again yeah. if you're resisting change you're actually resisting success yeah. learn to be flexible um, l- learn that or you're going to have to learn to like living with your failures yeah the choice is yours you can either be flexible or you can be um, somebody that's going to experience failure again and again and again yeah here's the next one number seven it is a shortcut mindset hmm. this is a blind spot for a lot of people we don't realize that um we, doing
1: things the easy way is that what you mean by uh-huh. saying that a shortcut mindset yeah
0: is actually undermining you mm-hmm. and it is creating failure in your life and it's a blind spot and i think that we need to be aware of it and be honest and um and, and open and willing to change. Yeah,
1: and just correct
0: it, yeah. Shortcuts never pay off in the long run. You know, a lot of people, we want to get rich quick. Yeah. Well, what happens? They lose all their money.
1: Yeah. You want a delicious dinner in a 60-second microwave, you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> 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 There's not a shortcut to a great dinner. <laughs> okay, that was a...
0: I, I that was a pretty that good was, example that's actually pretty good okay. i like that there thanks you know napoleon the great general said this not napoleon dynamite no not him <laughs> i like that movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just had to get that picture in your head before you tell the yeah, serious not story not
0: napoleon he, he's the french guy that had that that outfit on and that little whatever hat? general hat <laughs> napoleon said victory belongs to the most persevering mm. See, most people tend to underestimate the time it takes to achieve something of value. But to be successful, you have to be willing to pay your dues. You gotta be, you gotta be willing to say, I'm not gonna take the shortcut yeah. route. Slow and I'm gonna steady. pay yeah. the price. Yeah.
1: Just keep going.
0: Think about this. James Watt spent 20 years laboring to perfect the, the steam engine. Wow. How about this? William Harvey Harvey. Labored night and day for eight years to prove how blood circulated in the human body. And it took another 25 years for the medical professions to accept and acknowledge that he was right. Crazy. But there's perseverance, it's not just the shortcut. Listen, cutting corners is really a sign of impatience and poor self discipline. But if you're willing to follow through, you can achieve a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That's why Albert Grace says this the common denominator of success lies in the forming of the habits of doing things that failures don't like to do. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say it's usually the small consistent things in people's life that that will bring the success that everybody wants but nobody wants to do or no one sees. It's the shortcut mindset that thinks I'll just do this quick and like skip the line and kind of get ahead that ultimately leads to failure. It's doing the it's so for example for those who, of us who say I want to make a change in my mm, I want to get a new um I want to make a change in my in my what am I trying to say? my health.
0: Okay. Want to get the, in shape, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a small consistent daily things. It's not going to be like one big oh here's a shortcut I ate a salad. Mm-hmm. Everything should look better. I think that sometimes. Come on, I've been eating salad. <laughs> but, you know, it's the it's the behind the scenes, the little things. There's not a shortcut to success. And oftentimes what we're saying, again, is the reason that we're failing is because there could be a, sh- a mindset of what's quick, what's easy, just do that. And so, it doesn't come.
0: So let me piggyback on that because I think that, and this is my opinion, if you don't like it, you can chuck it out the window. Chuck
1: it out the window.
0: But I believe that sometimes we as parents – we undermine our kids by helping them get the shortcuts. So we do it for them. Yes. So they never learn That's a good one. what it takes to actually feel the weight.
1: Yep. This is true. American parents. We do. Do you want to give examples or do you? should we move on?
0: No. I mean, I'm, we've talked about it before, but yeah. there used to be the helicopter parents and we would just circle around them and deal with all the different things. And now we have lawnmower mower parents.
1: That's a new tagline, y'all. Have you heard it? The lawn lawn lawnmower parents.
0: Parent. So we're actually the ones that are out there instead of making the kids do what I did when I was growing up. I got two bucks.
1: For mowing the yard. For
0: mowing the whole yard up in Wisconsin. <laughs> and I think mom gave me 50 cents to pick up pine cones in a cup. I mean, in a big bucket because we had all kinds of pine trees yeah. everywhere. But, but now lawnmower
1: parents are actually doing it for them.
0: You need to mow the yard and I'm going to go do it for you. Yeah. And we are shortcutting the opportunity for them to learn character. And I think the same... And that's going to create a recipe for failure. And we have the same thing that happens. Listen, you you can't give in to your moods or impulses. You, You can't give in to those. If you continually give in to them... Then you're gonna to need to change your approach in doing things because the best method is to set standards for yourself that require accountability.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And once you have a new standard in place, your your work standards, not your work, your, your mood standards, but your work standards, mm-hmm. then you're gonna to begin to go in the right direction. Yeah. Self-discipline is a quality that is won through practice.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say God, the, the verse talking about the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a love and a power of self-control there's just there's a discipline that comes with the holy spirit can help you and help me to live a life that is self-disciplined to do the slow steady consistent things rather than taking the shortcut
0: read uh, this quote from the psychologist. This psychologist
1: joseph mancusi he's noted this truly successful people have learned to do what does not come naturally real success lies in experiencing fear or aversion and acting in spite of it. I love that.
0: Let me just say this one last thing about shortcut. I'm the kind of guy, and can we just be honest? We all like shortcuts. Yeah. The problem is, is if God showed me the shortcut, I would be the one. And if I knew, okay, here's what God wants to ultimately do in my life. Yeah. And here's the shortcut. I will take that shortcut. Yeah. And, and I will never grow. Won't learn I the lessons never.
1: along the way. I think
0: about the story of life fellowship, and I sometimes think, why did I have to go through such grueling experiences? There was
1: a lesson to be learned there, right?
0: Because God was trying to develop some things on the yeah. inside of me for a future um, impact that I would mm-hmm. have never been able to hold onto and and lead had I not been stretched and broken and gone through all kinds of
1: yes suffering. Truly. It really was. To get to where you are now. Your perspective, your faith, your ability to believe, all of it. And so when you're constantly looking for shortcuts, let me just
0: encourage you when you constantly look for shortcuts, what you're doing is you're constantly uh, setting yourself up for failure. Because you you need to go through the process. Yeah. you need to allow God. As
1: painful as it is. It
0: really is. and I'm sorry for some of you that are going through that right now because it it stinks.
1: It's painful, yeah. but
0: there's hope on the other side. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and that's where you have ho- hope that and perseverance vision that... is
1: is growing you um, in ways that we'll never
0: know. Okay, here's the next one. This is number eight. and that is relying on talent alone. So listen to this one. This, If you just rely on your talent, it is going to set you up to, for failure. Mm-hmm. Talent is overrated, not because it doesn't have value, but because talent alone isn't enough to take a person through the multiple failures that life is going to bring you.
1: <laughs> is that encouraging for y'all? That's just truth.
0: So l- l- let me add to this this thought here. Adding... A strong work ethic to talent is like pouring gasoline on fire. Mm -hmm. It's explosive. Mm -hmm. In fact, I love this article that came out that talks about this. It says, even at best, talent remains a constant. And those who rely upon that talent alone without developing it further peak quickly and soon fade into obscurity. Examples of genius only uh, accentuate that truth. Newspapers love to print stories about five-year-old musician prodigies, you know, giving these panel solo recitals. But you rarely read about one of them going on to become Mozart. The -hmm. point is that whatever that individual's initial gift was, um, Mozart was was the one. Who was an artist that learned to work on his on his work, and thereby he he improved. And in respect, he shares common ground with the rest of us. So, the greater your talent is, the more likely you're 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 going to have to lean heavily on it, and you're going to try to skip the hard day to day working on improving on it.
1: Yeah, because it just naturally comes to you; it's easy for you, whatever. But yeah, I think the takeaway there is the talent alone isn't going to. Be bring the lifelong success if that you you're relying on it too much. Yeah, so that's something. Like talent alone, you have to ha- develop and have the work ethic. um
0: Your talent actually can set you up for failure.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Because that's an interesting because it can thing prop you ar- up
1: really quick, and you.
0: Because we hear about these people that this do. article talks about. Man, you see this kid? He's twelve years old. He's yeah. already been through college, and
1: <laughs> yeah, it can't it can't be on the talent alone. The the character. That builds and grows alongside of what God has already gifted you in, um, the work and grit that you got to put into it's what's going to take you.
0: So put on. yourself on a growth plan so that you can make the most of your God given talent. Mm-hmm. Here's the last one I give you guys. This is gonna this is a blind spot for a lot of people. You ready for it? I'm Drum ready. Drum roll, please. Go. No goals. So the last major cause of failure is an absence of goals. Um, Somebody said this, that ours is a world where people don't know what they want and they're willing to go through hell to get it.
1: That's crazy. But it's true. If
0: I were to ask the average person, what are your life goals?
1: Yeah.
0: What are your your spiritual goals? What are your financial goals? What are your health goals? What are your marriage goals? What are your parenting goals? Mm Mm-hmm. Proverbs says this. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen.
1: Where there's no vision, the people perish. We gotta have it. I, something that I I love that um, we do around here, and just talking for a second about life fellowship and our team is we have goals. We have to, <laughs> like we have to plan and pray and think and then write them down. Have goals on paper that are going to be submitted to our oversight and then we're going to be held accountable to those but you know it's because when you know where you're going and you you have a plan in place you know how like when you've reached it <laughs> and then you have to take the steps to get there in order to reach it it forces us to to achieve more when we know and if you what don't have that to reach.
0: the bible says you will perish yeah your organization's going to perish your marriage is is, is not going to be as effective as it could be. Yeah, families the, and kids. The trajectory and, of your kids, yeah. your life, your finances, where there is no vision, yeah. you don't have goals, the people are going to perish. Joe L. Griffith says this, a goal is nothing more than a dream with a time limit.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to say it.
0: And many people don't have goals because they, they haven't allowed themselves to dream. And as a result, they don't possess a desire. So- let me just encourage you today, if that describes you, then I'm going to challenge you to look deep on the inside of, of you and try to determine why you're on this planet. <laughs> Ask the Lord. And once you've determined what that is, once God has begun to reveal that to you, you'll know what to shoot for. So if, if you can discover the, the weakness that weakens you, then you can start doing something about it, and that will change your life. So everybody, these are the nine blind spots of failure. And I hope today, over these last two weeks, that your eyes have been opened up to yeah. these things because I believe that you are, you have the potential on the inside of you to be a massive success, whatever it is that the, um, the area of responsibility that God has given to you. Yes, and so rise above, mm-hmm. understand that you are one that God he smiles about when he thinks about you. And so rise above the, the the challenges, take on this new day. Yeah,
1: let's see the blind spots, make the change. It's going to be a great week.
0: Love you, everybody. Hope Thanks you... for listening, y'all. Hey, and if, if this this podcast blessed you, uh, take a second and share it, like it. Post it. Post it. <laughs> share it, like it, post it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We love you all. (laughs) That was a little extra at the very end. Bye. All right, guys. Bye-bye.